I said it to someone the other day, you're committed to exactly where you're at right now. So just having a desire to develop yourself is not necessarily changing your life. Action changes your life. Welcome to the Durango Joe's podcast, where we believe everyone deserves a smile, a warm greeting, and a great cup of coffee. My name's Trevor Ogborn, and as always, I have Joe Lloyd on the mic. Joe, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome. I can't tell you how wonderful it is to have uh, our guests here today, and we are going to have one fired up talk on leadership today. So usually we stay pretty well within the coffee industry, but we've got a special guest with us today who's breaking that mold for us. So real quick, give me an introduction to everyone on the mic with us today. Oh, absolutely. So um, these guys that we that we have here with us are really good friends. We go back 20 plus years and we're all getting old, but that's all right. It's all good. But the fact is that uh, both of these guys run their own companies. And Don Kellum is from Salem, Oregon, originally from Dallas, Oregon, if it matters. But uh, no, but Don <laughs> runs his own electric company, Safety Electric. And then, of course, Marshall Snyder. We've heard from Marshall before on our podcast, but he is a really a business coach. I'm going to let him kind of give his own introduction on that because he does a lot of different things in regards to helping out businesses, nonprofits, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And the cool thing is, Marshall will talk about it a little bit later, but he's got a book coming out probably next year that I want him to kind of <laughs> talk about because it's pretty cool. So yeah, these guys are going to be talking about some leadership stuff and I think it's going to be a great talk. Yeah. So let's start with that. So Marshall, you do a bunch within the leadership sector from business to lifestyle and beyond. Mm -hmm. So give us a little bit more on your business and what you do. And then we'll follow that up with why are you guys here and what are you guys accomplishing on this trip? Well, first off, it's great to be here. We're sitting in this beautiful room, but you look outside and it is just absolutely gorgeous. And uh, we started out this morning with a great breakfast at the Durango Diner, right? And mm -hmm. we had, uh, Don, what was it you had today? I had the Cure. The Cure, which is like this big, massive plate of meat and cheese and green hatch chilies. It was just, it was amazing to watch him eat. And he ate the whole, he ate the whole thing. Oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> yeah. The waitress told us she had a customer say, I believe this is the cause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's cool coming good. in there because they had a sign out that said, that says we actually have the cure is what they were talking about. So I thought that was kind of cool. So a little cheeky, little fun. Yeah, it was fun. But yeah, so um, it's great to be with you guys and always great to be with Joe and, and here in town. And, you know, uh, I would say, recently I kind of have taken all that I do and put it into one under one umbrella. And we started a company here. We've been kind of doing this for a long time. We really kind of put it under a company after I finished my master's, I kind of used the, my master's work to kind of create the company, create the name and kind of create, where we were going to go and we called it authentic us. And the idea, the thesis of my master's work was, uh, was about authentic leadership. And what does it really mean to be authentic in your leadership, especially as, as leaders in companies and organizations, organizations, the leader has so much impact on the organization. If not, if not the biggest impact on the organization, I would say the leader is that paramount person in the room that's going to have incredible 
impact on profitability, on culture, and the whole nine yards. And so I spent a lot of time um, really focusing my attention on that. And then we created the the company called Authentic Us. Um, and the Authentic Us is the Latin word for authentic. And so we just, we really, really, really like that. So we do a couple of things. We have a little byline on our website. This is, it's providing strategies for sustainable change in people and organizations. And so we recognize that people are a part of organizations. You don't have organizations if you don't have people. I mean, you really don't. And so people make up the organizations and we just have a passion for really seeing the organization recognize itself as more of a human development system right? And it uses the, the, the things that it does. So for my, you know, my, my buddy, Joe, he runs a retail coffee company, right? But I share that he is a human development organization that uses what they do at Durango Joe's coffee, uh, to develop the people that are there. They're going to be better people, better human beings because they've worked for Durango Joe's because they're purposely developing their people. And same thing, with my friend Don at um, his commercial electrical company, most people would, you know, you might look at commercial electrical companies or some of the trade work and not necessarily think, well, they don't really develop people. They just get out there and dig ditches. And, but no, there's, there's a lot of impact, especially in that those uh, companies that have apprenticeship apprenticeships. I think I said that the right way, how powerful it is that the impact of leadership on young lives as they come into an apprenticeship, if the leader is not understanding how they're developing people can have huge impact on the future leadership of that young person coming up. And so, uh, for me, that's a real passion. So we do life leadership and legacy life. Um, li like you said, lifestyle development, helping people develop a lifestyle that they want a life that they want through health and wellness. And then the leadership part is obviously the leadership consulting and development. So I bolt on to organizations like Safety Electric and kind of, I, well, I do their leadership development for them and help them with that and assist them with that. And then the legacy part is the nonprofit work that we started 15 years or 18 years ago, um, where we do work in the inner city of Portland. And so proceeds from all of that other work that we do go to help fund that and help us to create development strategies for those that need more sustainable living um, opportunities in their lives. So that's a big answer to your question. But. <laughs> that, that was a lengthy answer, Marsh. Sorry. Okay. But it was thorough and it was exactly what we were going for. Right. Now, what you didn't answer for me, though, is what brings you and Don here to Durango for this particular trip? Because we all know how to Zoom all over the place right now. Mm. What was the value of coming to Durango, not only in person for this kind of trip, but uh, together and to visit with Joe and Durango Joe's? So we are working in our company with Marshall. He's helping us work on our leadership abilities and styles and, you know, creating culture. We've already seen, we've been doing this about a year. Uh, we've already seen, I believe, uh, incredible uh, results. Probably, and I told Marshall this this morning, I, I really believe he's brought more value to our company than I ever expected we were talking with Joe when on a, a recent trip to Hawaii that, um, you know, would be educational for me and very helpful to come and visit Joe and Durango Joe's and the organization. Joe graciously has allowed, he allowed us to sit in on a couple of what I would call very um, closely held meetings. You know, I picked up just a, a whole lot of tools from that meeting and things that I would like to implement in my own, in our own company. So uh, really that's why we're here. We're here to see how 
Durango Joe's operates, how Joe operates with his staff and his, you know, you could almost say his family. And we're trying to learn and, and improve ourselves. Um, and this, this trip, that's what this trip was about. We're, yeah. We're trying to glean all we can while we're here. Well, and you said you've been working with Marshall for about a year now, and obviously you're investing your own time to come out and take a trip like this and learn from other peer organizations and things like that. How many companies do you think really are investing in this sort of way in leadership in terms of bringing someone outside in to help coach and develop their team, but also taking that time to integrate with other businesses and learn from them. How many people are being that intentional with their leadership development these days? Well, I, I don't think it's a, a big number. Uh, I don't know exactly the stats on that. I do know that statistics show that the average person has taken off the, f like say if they were working in the field and someone saw that they had a great personality or they had some great, maybe some raw leadership skills, and then they were brought into, uh, and they said, hey, we're gonna put you in management. The average time that, um, the average time that they are, before they're trained in actual leadership is between four and six years. So if you yeah. think about that, that's a person coming off the, that'd be like, that'd be like Joe taking someone off the floor um, that does great, you know, as a barista, and then you decide to make him a manager and then you do no training for four to six years. So that's the average. And that's something that uh, we need to just, you know, have more conversations about because you've got people that have leadership models in their heads that they, that they're learning from a football coach, not that saying football coaches are bad or they were in the military or they had a, a they, they gleaned leadership from somebody and they're implementing that, uh, whether or not they think they are, they're using that model because they're being challenged by something that they have to do in leadership. And then they, they have to lead and they go to that thing that's in their mind first. And that could be deficient. And so I know that that stat is, is a bad stat. And so there's a lot of companies that are, it's a whole new concept of your organization is a human development organization that is, is important. Yeah. Marshall, it's, it's almost a generational thing because I think the generation that, that is coming up, I think not demands it, but they are very tuned into culture. They're very tuned into being developed. And so I think it's almost as if, you know, leaders in organizations or CEOs or executives are really having to look at themselves in the mirror and go, hey, what are we doing for these, these people that are coming in? Because they're looking for more. Right. And so they're having to come up with strategies and ideas and trainings to develop the people that they have. And it's not so much it's because they necessarily it's kind of in, in their DNA, it's just now, gosh, we got to, we got to do, do better at this. We want people to stay around longer and we want to develop them into leaders so that they're productive people for not only our company, for, but for others that they go to after Durango Joe's. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think to, to, to go off your point, Joe, you know, Robert Greenleaf, um, who wrote Servant Leadership, that, that book was written way early on, and that's a classic read um, in leadership development. And he was calling for that early on. And he was calling for that. And as you read, if you read that book, you'll see that there's some real older generation style thinking. And that, especially as the organization, there's a one story in particular where there's a guy or this gentleman that worked for a college who gave his whole life to the college, but lost his whole family. His kids didn't even know who he was right now. We would look at that and today and go, well, that's not necessarily what we want. We don't want to lose our family because we've ran a business, but their focus on, and then he says there's in his book, he says it's, there's almost a moral obligation for the organization to develop its people. We're moving from a transformational model of leadership 
to a transact or excuse me, a transactional model of leadership where it's like, I just give you a paycheck and that's good enough to a transformational model, which is I care about the person that's actually working for my organization and want to develop them to be better people. So with this idea of leadership development and developing people, who do you think is quote unquote eligible? So for these different types of organizations, there's always going to be a vertical. They're the frontline workers all the way up to the C-suite. Who within that do you feel is eligible for this leadership development and where does that have the most impact? Well, I would say anyone who has people looking to them for direction, instruction, basic leadership you know, those people need to be trained in how to lead people. I think we all have blind spots and just gaining a self-awareness of how I operate and how I, how I uh, operate with others and my values regarding tasks versus people, you know, and trying to lead people in the way that we want them to go and help them be better at being them. I think everybody in the organization um, can be trained in that. I think anybody can have that because at the end of the day, people walk out and they're going to lead in their home and they're going to lead in their community and they're going to lead from the, in the work the workplace and the marketplace. And so wherever they're at, if they're getting the majority of that development from their workplace and they're better people because they've worked at that space, that's going to be better for the organization in the long run and better for the community in the long run. Because think about how much time an average person spends in their workplace, as opposed to where they're at home, they get up and there used to be in the day, Hey, it was your responsibility to develop yourself. Okay. So when do you find the time for that? Okay. So you get up, you come to work, you have to be to work at nine o'clock. And then if you're, if you have family, you got to see your family nine o'clock, you come to work till five, six o'clock, and then you get home and it's dinner time. And then you're supposed to go develop yourself. It just doesn't work that way. So if a company or an organization, whatever it is, I'm, I work in a nonprofit sector and it's the same thing takes that time, whether it be 30, 45 minutes, it's going to benefit the company and it's going to benefit the community. Yeah, I think that's huge. And the, the fact at Durango Joe's, we believe that you don't have to be a quote unquote leader or in leadership to actually lead. We have a course right. that we teach how to lead when you're not in charge. And so we begin at the very beginning when somebody gets to Durango Joe's and we, we want them to learn that leadership isn't about having a title, but it's about influencing other people in positive ways. And so whether you, you've been on the job for a week or a month or two years, it doesn't matter. You can still have influence in other people's lives. And so that's a big part of leadership is influence. Right. And so you don't have to have a title at Durango Joe's to be a leader. It's part of their development and who they right. are and who we are. So Don, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here. What triggered this? Uh, I don't know if intervention is the right word, but what what was your company like prior to investing in this? And what was the turning point where you're like, yes, this is something I really need to spend some time in. And then looking forward to today, how much has it grown and where have you seen that development uh, make impact in your business? So I will say, you know, we started, uh, we started the company. There was about three of us, maybe four of us. And we've been on a steady trajectory of, you know, a rising trajectory. Uh, so we keep growing and we're trying to grow in a controlled manner. And so we've, you know, uh, I'd say a year, probably a couple of years ago, we reached a point where I could see that I could not have the involvement with every person's life like I would like to. 
And so, uh, and not that I know all about everything. I just, it, it, we, we needed to create some systems and some education for the leaders other than me in our company and including me to help, you know, carry this thing forward, whether it's interpersonal relations or uh, how we get tasks accomplished. You know, I could see we, we're needing to do more than we're doing right now or, you know, and the culture, you can have the best company in the world. If the culture sucks, it's going to fall apart, you know, sooner or later. And I don't want that to happen for Safety Electric. So that's that's why we've pursued this with Marshall. You know, Marshall is a firecracker of energy. <laughs> he brings no all joke. kinds of, and education too. He's, he's uh, you know, he's he's very good at inspiring my folks and, and me. I just think it's, it's brought us, and then the, like I said, the last year, we've, we've, I really have seen improvements within my own staff and organization and, and how we are dealing with each other and accomplishing what we need to accomplish and, you know, and, and taking care of people is not my, honestly, it's not my gifting to take care of people. I'm, I'm much more task oriented, but we can't get the tasks done if the people aren't there and uh, they're falling apart and they're not feeling invested in. So that's kind of why we've, we've come to where we've come. And, and I think it's been a very good thing, a natural progression, and we want to continue to grow and we need to get this culture and leadership in place and, and running smoothly and strongly. And, and really that is why we're here. And, and thank you, Joe, for, allowing us to come and sit in your meetings yesterday and uh, just just kind of see how things operate. Really appreciate that. So you spoke to interpersonal issues and, or not issues, but just working on interpersonal connections and things like that. Uh, the culture, a lot of these things can, I think to some people sound really soft, not very tangible. So I don't know, Marshall, if you want to speak to, or Joe, you've been doing this with Marshall as well. So in that journey, what are some of the soft and some of the tangible outcomes from this type of investment uh, that businesses can expect? Well, I know with my dealings, you know, with Marshall, it's gone back years because we've known each other forever. But I, I think probably back in 2011 or 12, we actually, we actually started inviting Marshall to come to some of our retreats that we've had in the past and helping him helping us facilitate those retreats and lead those retreats has been super helpful. But as of late, you know, I think Marshall's contribution to our team has been more significant because we've got into the, we do a lot of personality tests, things like that. And we talk about self-awareness a lot. And Marshall offers huge insight when it comes to coaching around the DISC test and things that, you know, help us understand who we are in greater ways. And so that's been really, really helpful over the, over the period of time. But the things that, you know, like you sat through yesterday, Don, a team building, we call it, those moments really build trust mm -hmm. among the team. And we have to have those moments of vulnerability so trust can be built. And if you don't have, have trust, I don't care how much effort and money you throw at your leadership problems, it ain't going to work. Mm -hmm. And so you really got to work on uh, the trust and building moments where you guys can really, um, you know, be vulnerable and build that trust so you, you can move forward in a stronger way. Because yeah. right now, Don, how many 
employees do you have? 30 or more? 30-ish. Yeah, 30-ish. So you guys are growing pretty fast. And if you don't, you know, and you are getting a handle on it, you saw this coming going, gosh, I've got to make sure my culture's on point. I've got to make sure that I'm investing in people. But you're going, I really don't like people that much. So I need Marshall <laughs> to come in and, and help me out here, you know? And it's not that you don't. You love people. You love your family and all of that kind of stuff. But you see that you're self-aware enough to go, I'm not the guy to actually do this. I need some help. Right. Yeah. And so that's okay. We all need help. Mm. And as leaders, if you can sit there and say that you're going to be the guy that makes it happen all the time, you're not, you're, you're not going to succeed. Yeah. The greatest gift you can give yourself is help from other people and yeah. allowing someone else to help you. So, and that's really cool. So where can people turn to in order to either develop themselves in this capacity or supercharge their whole culture to achieve these goals? Where, where should people turn? Well, I, I want to say one thing I, I've learned is uh, Peter Drucker coined this phrase. He says, culture eats strategy for lunch. I love that. Right. So, you know, what you see a lot in companies is they got great strategy, but their culture just doesn't work. And because there's no vulnerability in their culture, they, um, the, the staff don't feel like they can bring things to the leader because they're afraid of how the leader is going to react because the leader's unaware of themselves and how they work. And that has direct impact on the profitability of a company. Because if, if I'm a staff member and I don't feel like I can share with my, my leader what's going on and I've got some news that could hinder the direction and growth of our company. But if I go and share that with them, I got a brace for impact. Human nature is I'm going to stay out of that place. I'm not going to go brace for impact, even though part of my leadership is I need to do that. But the fact is, is human beings, if they feel that's going to happen, they're not going to do that. They're not going to put themselves in, in harm's way, you know? So I think I, I wanted to make that comment on the culture part because I think that's important. And that, and, and honestly, that is the job of the leader. That's not something Joe can give away. And that's not something that Don can give away. That really is one of the main focuses of the CEO of any company leader is the, the culture of the organization. They might be able to delegate parts of it out. Like I know Durango Joe says a culture person. Tiffany is the culture person. But that's because Joe said we have to develop culture and we have to make sure it's intentional. So we're going to hire someone that makes sure that they are intentionally focusing on the culture. So he didn't give it away, but it's a, it's a main focus. Very important, right? Um, as far as turning to it, you know, there's a lot of data and information in leadership development right now. I mean, it is on every bookshelf. It is, it, there's not a deficit of information. Let's just put it that way. Everybody's writing books. I'm writing a book. Other people are writing books. There's, there's books out of all kinds. Of, I mean, John Maxwell, when we, when we were first developing our leadership, we were cutting our teeth on John Maxwell. I mean, developing the leaders within you, developing leaders around you. These are all great starter books. I mean, I, I, as I'm saying this on the podcast, I'm wincing a little because I know some of the people that I, you know, talk to about leadership would go, Oh, because you know, people, some people have moved on from that, you know, and I get that, but that's still great information. And it was foundational in my leadership development. And there's a ton of stuff out there. You can just Google certain topics of leadership, go to Amazon and type in there what you need. So, you know, um, Harvard, uh, Harvard review has great leadership, um, things right now. Uh, there's great books, podcasts, there's tons of podcasts. Joe is, 
a leadership podcast guy. He, I mean, he's always listening to a podcast and he'll, we'll be driving the car. He goes, are you listening to this podcast? Are you listening to this leadership podcast? And he goes, no, he goes, Marsh, Marsh, right? I'm, I like to, I'm a, re, I like to read, you know, those kind of things, but I think podcasts are a way to do it. Uh, leadership, there's a lot of leadership conferences out there right now. A lot of ways to develop yourself. The key thing is actually getting engaged in it and develop, you know, uh, actually pursuing development for yourself. I said it to someone the other day, you're committed to exactly where you're at right now. So just having a desire to develop yourself is not necessarily changing your life. Action changes your life. And so you got to turn the podcast on. You got to turn the page of the book. You got to enter into development. You got to put a structure in place. If I'm point A right here, this is what Don did. I'm point A. I see this. I got to get to point B. I got to put a structure in place that gives me some tension in the organization that helps me to develop that puts traction in that. So it was more of a desire. So he had a desire, but then he moved to actually development and that's important. And so the structure is important because you can get a deficient structure that can actually do damage too. And that's, you know, that's another conversation, but tons of different opportunities out there today. But that's really where you come in, Marshall. Right. You know, I, I think what you're explaining of the structure, that's where some leaders or CEOs don't see that. How right. does that work? And you come in with your company and you help develop that structure so the CEO can live within that right. newly built structure and thrive in the culture that he sees in his head and or she sees in, in her head that wants she wants to come to fruition or he wants right. to see come to fruition. But that's where you... Right. So how can... P- people know who you are right. and your organization. Well, obviously we have a website called AuthenticUs.us and you can go on there and that explains our three areas. And the middle one is the leadership area, which actually helps you to see what we do. We do a four part time with you where I meet with you one-to-one and listen to what your needs are. We do a discovery, develop, and then we do a decision phase and then we deploy the actual plan. And there's different levels of plans that you can dive in on with me um, at different places. We talk about what you need. Most of the time, I'm starting with awareness. I would say the the first and paramount and foundational thing that I look at with most companies is they are really unaware of where they're at in personality and and understanding how that impacts. And there's all kinds of opportunities, you know, in different CVI assessments and DISC and, you know, all these different ones, but I, I stay with the DISC. So yeah, you can check us out online at authenticus.us and see all, all the different areas that we focus on. But if you're keying in on the leadership development for your company, you go to the leadership, you can read what we do. And I call myself the principal life and leadership architect. So I'm working on both areas of life development, but also leadership development. And so you can check that out and pop an email in there. And then I get right back to you. And we sit down and kind of lay out what you want and, and help you to develop that structure, like Joe said, so that you can move forward in developing your people. I sat in a meeting yesterday where, and I'm, I got to be careful, this kind of tears me up a little bit, but I sat in a meeting yesterday where I brought the disc in into Durango Joe's yep. 10, 11, 12 years ago. And yesterday I watched one of the people that I taught the disc to actually teach their whole team the disc and did better than I did. You know, um, she's, I learned some things from her as I watched someone teach it, but no, I watched them die the dry diagram and I drew that first diagram. I watched her fill in the blanks and, and some of the words she were using were words that I had taught originally when we, when we brought the disc in. So it's really neat to see the full fruition of that and how Durango Joe's has taken it even to a whole nother level where you go into their war room 
And on their war room is everybody's name and what, what disc number they are. So they're, when they're talking about their people, they're looking, oh, that's Tom. I'm just, I don't know. That's Tom. He's a D type. So we know how to deal with Tom. We got to be direct with Tom. We got to be decisive with Tom. We've got to really lay out a vision with Tom. And I just love the intentionality of that. And, and that makes what I, what I feel like what I'm doing as a life and leadership architect to go, this is just great to see how that has been grown and blown up. So it's really exciting. Well, and you clearly work with a wide variety of different businesses in different industries. Yeah. It's clear this is a universal opportunity for businesses to one-up themselves yeah, and yeah. really grow. What do you see, going back a little bit to the barriers that business owners may be experienced, what do you typically see is that blockage for most folks who are have that intentionality but mm. aren't executing on it? And how do you break that down well, specifically? I think... Um, Patrick Lizioni wrote uh, the book, The Advantage. And one of those is the idea of a healthy organization. And a lot of people don't really, a lot of CEOs, not, uh, not a, I would say a lot of people don't see health in the organization as a priority. They recognize it, but they don't see it. They might see it as well. You know, we don't, we don't have time to focus on that. It, it it costs money to do this, right? And so they're looking at you know stockholders wanting money. They're looking at profits. They're looking at this, and then you want me to take this and focus on the soft the soft skills of the organization? No, we need to build better technicians, and we need to build things that make widgets come in rather than developing the people. And I understand that. I totally get that. So that that leaning in on the transactional piece, bef and not balancing it out with the transformational piece has had an impact and is having an impact. And when you see what you see with a lot of those companies that fell apart and have been falling apart, it's because they're focusing too much on profitability and they're focusing too much on just doing what they do rather than developing the people. Cause you have people, the, the big, who, who are the big people that get all the um, public or pu uh, the publicity is the whistleblower. Like mm. that's a big deal in a company. They were the whistleblower and, and that person was scared to death and you listen to their story about how afraid they were. Well, that's a toxic culture. And you can see it when you, when you have a, when you have a, someone de designated as the whistleblower in a company, that's toxicity. And so it's really important for, um, those leaders to do, to do that, but it takes time, but also takes a vulnerability. Don, I remember Don, if I can share this, D it's, sure. it's a good, it's a good story. Don sitting in Starbucks with me in, in town, Where? he goes, what, 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 what? Oh. Whoa, you said the S word. Well, I'm, I'm so, so we don't, I'll hey, it. hey, I will tell you straight up, come to Portland. I'd love to have you there. Right? I would be there. Oh, I, you mean a Durango Joe's in a Portland? A Durango Joe's yeah. in Portland. We both have Durango Joe's K-Cups in our coffee pots right now. Boxes and boxes. Boxes and boxes and boxes. We are big supporters. We just don't have one because. You just, you just don't have a retail outlet in your home. But, you can, but you can order all that stuff online and we do. That's our first one. Amen. Anyway, I'm sitting in a unknown coffee shop or some coffee shop in the area of Portland and uh, we are there and I'm talking to Don and his vulnerability, he's sharing the vulnerability of where he's at. And so it starts with the leader becoming vulnerable, saying what they need. And that's the beginning of a healthy culture and a healthy company is the leader, like Joe said, I need, I need help or I need a partner in this. I need a partner to move in and go from there. So I think, you know, Marshall, you, we've, we've talked about different companies. Okay. I know you represent, not represent, but coach a furniture company, mm -hmm. an electric company, a coffee company. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what's the common denominator between all of these that are so, so different, but what's, what, what, what's, what's the same leadership, 
Okay. Leadership. I, I, I think, I hope this is mine. I'm trying to, you're trying to find those things that are your things, your statements. As I've said more of this is that leadership is leadership is leadership is leadership no matter where you're at. Yeah. So the leader has impact no matter what. And so the leadership strategies and tactics and transformational leadership, if you talk about, that's a theory of leadership. There's, there's a, a number of books that talks about different theories. There's transformational leadership. There's teamwork um, theory. There's, you know, uh, servant leadership. These are all models of leadership and they can be implemented in any organization. And that's the key thing that we, we find in this. And that's, what's the beauty of what we're talking about right here is when I talk, I did, I just got done doing uh, 363 analysis with a, uh, a coffee comp or a furniture company up in Portland, lazy boy of Portland. And I did all of their managers just finished it with the management team of safety electric. I just finished it with the management team of Durango Joe's coffee as well, because they all needed awareness. So awareness is a basic leadership principle that all leaders, no matter where they're at, need to know. And that's a, a foundational leadership principle. The first one out of it is awareness. So, hey, so Marshall, you have a book in the works yes, right now. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Give us a little rundown. I mean, what's the title <laughs> of the book? I mean, here's, here's our next swear word for the show. Yeah. I know it's coming. It's coming. But what's the title of this book that you're writing? Yeah, the, the title of the book is a unique one. And actually, it was my wife who came up with the title. Are you throwing the wife under the... Boss, no, really? I'm, no, I'm not. Cause she's way more it's clever. A brilliant title. My, it my, is a brilliant my, title. Wife, I love it. But. My, my wife is from Britain and you know, she's from England. And so she's got, she's a pretty witty person. And so, yeah. um, uh, basically the name of the book is called leader shit. Yep. That's right. The word shit is in the book. And the whole point of it is the idea of the, the little phrase that will go under it is how to recognize it and not step in it. Yeah. And we all have come from shitty leadership situations, um, bad leadership situations. We've actually all been bad leaders. We've been, we've actually talked on this trip about bad leadership things we've done. Oh, that was probably a bad leadership thing. We've, we've said that a number of times, right? And we walk in those places. And so the idea of this book is to help you. I use some different stories of, and most of them are experiences of my own life that I've experienced that and walked in that. And then at the end of the book will be an assessment to help you see where you're at in that particular area of leadership. And then you can decide whether you want to uh, better yourself by doing some development or continue in your <laughs> shitty leadership. You know, uh, it's, it, I'm inspired by it, um, by my sons. Uh, honestly, my sons work in the military right now. Uh, that was a real inspiration of seeing how sometimes the leadership development is so deficient in areas that you would think would have better leadership um, uh, development and watching him go through some of the things that he's gone through. And then some of my own experiences uh, that we've all experienced. We've had chats about those experiences. And um, so I'm excited about that to come out. I'm halfway through writing it. I, I It's hard for me to sit down and get it down. But once I get going, it, it gets going well. So I'm excited to finish it up and get it published and get it out there. What's the goal? When is the release date? Well, the goal is to finish it, um, to get it um, all the rough draft all done by August, um, have it done. I'm going to have some time to be able to do that and hopefully get it, you know, out by two, uh, 2022. Yeah. Get it at the first of the 2022, which thanks for putting me in a corner there. That was I, really you nice. Know what? You, hey, here's the deal, Marsh. You asked me to keep you accountable. I appreciate you it. Did. Yeah. And so I really believe in the, the thought behind this book because it's, it's really going to be impactful. The title obviously is very interesting, but the content, and I've read a couple chapters that you've sent me, is really on point. I mm. think it's going to help a lot of people. 
um, recognize where they're at, where they've been, and where they need to go. So I think it's going to be a great book. And yes, you need to get it done. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. All I'm right, on buddy. it. Well, thank you, Marshall. Thank you, Don. It was a pleasure having both of you on today and sharing your insight, your personal experience with us through leadership development. So always a pleasure. Enjoyed thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Durango Joe's podcast, which is produced by Durango Joe's Coffee. I've been your host, Trevor Ogborn, and I'm sad to say that this is the last episode you'll probably hear from me. I'm stepping away from this project to take my career on a new path. I hope that this has been just as valuable a resource to you as it has been for me, and that Durango Joe's continues to produce episodes down the road. Thank you, Joe, for being my co-host and supporting this project. I know it's been an amazing experience. With that, I'll leave you all with one last love people, love coffee. If you walk out your front door and slip and fall, uh, there is no one to blame but yourself. And it's obviously your own asphalt. (laughs) (laughs) Don is the king of the dad jokes.